Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Yo, what's up to all my degenerates? Welcome to Square Sharks Podcast. Yes, we know it's sharks, but we are sharks. I am Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. Finally here, back with my partner in crime, Mr. Steady, Eddie Martin. What's going on, Eddie? Uh, not much, man. Good to be back. Uh, just got some, uh, got some money to win, money to burn after a good Super Bowl, you know? So... Was not a good Ready Super Bowl. But <laughs> I'm glad you won some money. Tonight we are being presented by Pints of Love, a virtual craft beer festival aimed at celebrating the craft beer communities of New York and North Carolina while giving attendees a socially distant and safe entertainment option for Valentine's Day weekend. Visit www.90secondbeerreview.com and use promo code 2021 Taproom for your. T- for 10% off of your tickets. All right, man. It's been a minute. Yep. But let's talk some bets, man. We got a nice Tuesday, bro. I know you like, you've been betting some hockey. You haven't been giving your best bets out in a minute, so. Yeah, yeah, it's had to take a little uh, little time off to reevaluate my bets, dude. It's been. uh... (laughs) He's going a little south there for a minute, dude. So uh, we'll get back on it. We got some. I got a couple of hockey games for you later, but um, some games I want to talk about in the NBA um, that I'm really looking at right now. Uh, one that uh, we were just talking about just a second ago. We got uh, Cleveland going into Denver. Um, oh. Spread right now is nine and a half. Uh, Denver giving nine and a half, obviously. Um, yeah, where, where your what's your head at for this one? What are you thinking? I mean, Denver has been bad against good teams lately. They just lost to um, Milwaukee. They lost to Sacramento, who's not a great team. Um, but the game before that, they lost against the Lakers. So, I mean, they're coming off a three-game losing streak. I mean, this is a team that a year ago was in the Western Conference Finals. Right. Still got an MVP favorite in Nikola Jokic at home, in the altitude, against a Cleveland team that has been stumbling of lately, too. And I think Cle- I think this is more of Cleveland falling back down to earth, you know, losing four of their last four. But, I mean, their last four games have been against playoff teams. Denver is another playoff team at home, lane nine and a half. Yeah. So, right off the bat, I like, I like Denver right off the bat. But, you know – if we look into this game, it's like, it's like, all right, what's the first question that comes to your mind? You know, because I think right off the bat, Denver nine and a half is easy money, right? 
but it seems too easy yeah. if I think it's too easy. So what's the first question right. that comes to your mind on these? Uh, my biggest question, really, just looking at, you know, you mentioned Cleveland's last 10, even they're two and eight in their last 10. Uh, both those wins coming against one against Detroit, one against Minnesota, not exactly uh, contending teams, you know, like, my biggest concern for this game is Denver getting up too big too early and the scrubs coming in and Cleveland finding a way to cover that nine and a half. Um, that would it really, that's my only concern with this game because I, again, like you said, Denver should run away with it. Um, they're both two teams in Denver that are struggling too, right now. You know, Cleveland's lost their last four. In Denver, do you know? I think that's that's huge. You know, we you don't see a lot of teams uh, coming back on Denver once they get the lead. You know, that altitude can kind of wear a team out. Uh, Cleveland you know, is kind of make it, it gives that like a give up factor. Eddie, just to give you a heads up, Cleveland is three and eight on the road this year. Yeah, even worse, dude. Um, I mean, Cleveland defensively is a good team. Uh, offensively, maybe one of the worst in the NBA. Uh, I mean, Jokic had what? Didn't he have like a 50-point game in their last loss that they had? Was like 50 uh, they lost seven. to Milwaukee, and he wasn't that good. No, it was Sacramento that I was thinking of them. Yeah, it was Sacramento on the sixth. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Denver covers this game. Um, as far as, like, the over-under is concerned, I think right now it's sitting at 223. Um I would even lean the under here just because of Cleveland's ineptitude. And they, you know, they have a decent defense. They played uh, def well defensively. Um, I can see Cleveland not getting 100 in this game, though, personally. Yeah. I agree. Cleveland's 3-8 and eight on the road, 3-8 and eight against the spread on the road. Um, they're also 3-8 and eight over under on the road. So, I mean, they're – they're going well under. They're not a good offense, offensive team by any stretch of the imagination. Right. I think they caught a little hot streak. Colin Sexton looked good for a couple of games against the Nets, right? The Nets seem mm -hmm. to not care when they play a bad team. I mean, they lost tonight against a bad team in the Pistons. Right. But it seems to be when they play good teams, they win. My point being is I haven't been impressed with Cleveland all season, dude. No, and I agree. Even when they beat the Nets, I was like, yeah, that's cool. But, like, the Nets tend to play down to their competition. Right. And, and up like, to their competition. Yeah, and to your point there, like, Cleveland's averaging 104 points a game right now. But yep. they had, like, 150 against the Nets the other day, you know, in, like, the double overtime or the overtime game. They had another 130-point game against the Nets. So, like, that number – I mean, that could be skewed, man. They could be easily averaging almost 100 even below on the season with if, they don't put, if they don't get to play the Nets every night, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the last two weeks, they've only scored over 105 like twice. <laughs> so they're right, not a high-scoring right. team by any stretch of the imagination. So I honestly, even as I dig deeper into this, I like Denver minus 9.5. I think 9.5 is pretty generous generous i think this should be like 11 and a half <laughs> at the fewest so i think honestly nine and a half is a great bet i would yeah. take it up to ten and a half as well under agree with you 100 percent. what is it at 133 and a half 223 sorry 223 uh, 223 yeah just i think it's 223 straight yeah, yeah i mean yeah 223 i kind of like that too dude 
that seems a little, seems yeah, like a good Yeah, that bet. feels like a double-dip game, dude. Like, oh, yeah, it feels like um, a double-dip game. There. I feel like you can get both of those and be all right. Damn, Denver, though, as a home team, on over-under, they're 8-3. and three. They hit the So they hit the over 72% of the time, and they cover it by almost over seven points, dude. So Denver does score yeah. a lot of points at home. 223, yeah, that's tough, dude. Yeah, that's like I said, man. I'm I think this game's gonna be over quickly. Um, you know, Denver's one of the higher scoring first quarter teams in the NBA. Uh Cleveland's one is is averaging 24 points a game, puts them near the bottom. Um, so I think this could be like a blowout early and they just kind of coast to the end, you know. Uh that's why I'm thinking the under is probably gonna be for my money, I'd be putting the under. Yeah, and no, I like the other two, would you? And then uh, another game that I'm looking at that's intriguing. I don't know. I The reason I say it's intriguing for me is because I don't know if I'm going to bet it yet or not. Uh, maybe we can figure out the answer here. But uh, we got the Hornets uh, going into Memphis. Uh, right now, Memphis is giving Charlotte four. So um, with the old Anderson at 226, uh, you know, Memphis has been on a slide, you know, losing, was it the last four? Uh, Charlotte's won their last two. So it's been on fire. You got like dude. a team that's hot versus not really hot, but they have, you know, uh, like nah, Charlotte's been pretty money, hot. Like, dude. I, I feel like I should be. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I feel like Memphis is probably is like the better team, but you you can't really go by the better team. You have to go by what's happening now. Right. Right. Um, like my my lean here is Charlotte, uh, especially since Memphis is three and seven at home uh, this year. Um, you know, not really covering at home ATS, especially if they're if they have to cover by four. I don't really feel that they're going to be able to do that. But um, yeah, where where are your thoughts on that? Because that's this game's got me kind of torn a little bit. I mean, I think conventional logic would tell you take uh charlotte plus the four points i mean they've been rolling as of late um you know against the spread uh what are they at let's see on the road damn i'm sorry i'm like reading this shit oh you're good so on the road last seven they're six as an underdog 12 and six so they're covering 66 percent of the time as a weight team, seven and four covering 63% of the time. But on the flip side, you know, Memphis has, um, you know, they're coming off a loss at Toronto. They're also missing Brandon Clark. That's a big yeah. miss. That's a rotation player. I'd honestly probably, damn, the more I look at this, the more I like Charlotte, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm thinking too. I mean, Charlotte has done well. Um, on the road, ATS, you know, six and one. Um, the over, they've actually hit the over in six of the last seven games. Um, it was seven rogue games, excuse me. Um, yeah. And six of their last nine games in general. Uh, so, I mean, if we're looking for a, a ton of points here, uh, just based off of what their numbers are showing, like 226. You know, you got to lean the over there, I guess. But if you're hitting the over there, then that's got to lean more towards Charlotte to cover, um, in my opinion. I don't know. I, um, my initial thought was Charlotte plus four. Uh, and I think I'm going to roll with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, 
do we consider Memphis a good team or a bad team? Because I think if we look at, uh, you know, Charlotte's schedule lately, they would be Houston, pretty good team. Okay, they're all right. Mediocre, I should say. Washington, shitty team. Lost Man. to Utah. Lost to Philadelphia, who was missing a starter. Lost to Miami, missing two starters. Lost to Milwaukee, who honestly was on a fucking shitty-ass road trip giving up fucking 48% from three. They've, they've seemed to fix things lately. But, I mean, they had two bad games where two teams set franchise records against them. Right, right. Um, you know, but then they, they beat Indiana, good good home win. But a lot of their success seems to come at home, right? Miami mm-hmm. away is, like, their only game where they've covered or the, where they won recently. And Miami was missing three starters in that game. Missing Jimmy Butler, right. being mad at bio, um, missing key players, dude. So, and Avery Bradley. So, I mean, when we look at this, it's like, all right, Memphis, I would say, is like a fringe playoff team. I mean, you got a player like John Morant, mm. you know, you got a good solid core there. They made the playoffs last year yeah. as the A seed. So, I think this is a sneaky game, dude. I think this is a game where general public off the bat we look at this we say oh easy hornets plus four but i think this is a game where memphis covers dude i think they cover the four yeah yeah i do I mean, man i think i think you have, you're on to something there you know um yeah i again i still think that you know, when you look at Charlotte's records, man, like, like you just broke down like the games, like, yeah, they're beating teams like Milwaukee, Miami, and Indy, but um, you say Miami pretty much sat all their players, you know, so that's not really like a win. I mean, you won, but oh, it's still, you, I mean, you're, still you know? you're still playing pros. It's still a win, but I mean, you're not going up against like that level of competition. And that was their last road game, right? They've been at home for like four games. Young right. team. I don't like young teams on the road because regardless, you get out of like when you're a young guy going on the road all the time, like it's different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just yeah, can't get out of your rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, in all honesty, like with the fact that we make good points for Memphis, make good points for Charlotte. I think at the end of the day, I'm just going to bet the over. Uh, the over at 226. I think that's going to be the safest of the two bets. I think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, even with Memphis losing, they're still scoring points. You know what I mean? Um, like 113, 109, their last two. Um, I think they're averaging about like 117, if my math's right, uh, in their last five. So um, with Charlotte right around the same. Uh, Charlotte's lowest point total in their last six is 111. So if you hit 115, 111, you're already at 226 there. That's kind of what they're averaging. So uh, I think the over is probably going to be the safe bet. Plus Memphis has hit the over in four of their last six games. Um, Damn, I think the under might be the play here, though. Think so? Because it's a young team on the road? Is that what you're thinking? Nah, just... All right, so check this out. So Memphis Grizzlies, as the home team, they're three and seven over under. So they're only hitting the over thirty percent of the time. 
Mm-hmm. All right. On the road, as a way team, Charlotte seven and four. They're hitting over sixty-four percent of the time. But if we look at who they played, which we talked about, I mean, they haven't played on the road in like two weeks. Right. Right. But now, like, the thing with Memphis's stats, though, like, how much of that is when Morant was out? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He made a good chunk. And he, they're a completely different team when he's there. Now, he's been That's back true. for a minute, you know, but I think uh, a lot of those, like, their home stats or whatever might be a little skewed because of that. Because he missed, what, like two weeks? Yeah, no, he missed a good chunk of time. So, I mean, you're right. That's a, That's another great possibility, so – I mean, shoot, over under two twenty six. I mean, that's just it's a safe bet to take the over. I'm not, yeah. I'm not leaning under, but I, I don't know. You make positive points for the over on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about betting, dude. You never know. You know, you just yeah. you want to go with the mean, information that you got and hope for yeah. the best. You know. Nice. Uh, so what do you look at? I mean, I was looking at that. Denver game, I, I still like Denver my, uh, minus the points, laying the points. I think a game like, uh, you know, we were talking about earlier, Milwaukee Phoenix, I think that's a game we don't really have a, a good line out right now. We have Milwaukee minus four. I would take Phoenix plus four on the road. Milwaukee has not been good against Phoenix in Phoenix in recent mm-hmm. years. Even when Phoenix, like, got the number one pick, Milwaukee lost the game. They went there. So, I mean, this is a game where, uh, you know, Milwaukee just doesn't play well in Phoenix, too. Right. It happens. Cold weather team going to warm, going to warmer weather, warmer climate. Um, and we don't know the status of Drew Holiday, man. He missed last game on COVID protocol. They haven't said anything. We have zero reports out right now. You know, they did win in Denver without Drew Holiday. Um, Bryn Forbes has been on fire. Unbelievable. Went six for six the other night from three. Then he followed up with like a three for five from three performance. I mean, the kid is just fucking lighting it up right now. Right. Milwaukee's a very scrappy team, but I probably would take Phoenix here with the points at home, especially without knowing where Drew Holiday is. If Drew Holiday plays and I get four points, lay four points, I'm taking Milwaukee. But without Drew Holiday, I can't do it. Over under two, Milwaukee's the highest scoring team in the in the in the NBA right now. Um, Phoenix is one of the lowest scoring teams. So if I get a number like 226, 226 and a half, I'm taking the under. 222 and a half, taking the under probably. Anything yeah. over 220, anything under 222 and a half, though, I would take the over. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix loves to just slow grind the games, dude. They don't, they don't want to run. They don't want. That's to, Monty Williams basketball, bro. Yeah, they don't want to be on the floor that long. You know what I mean? Like, they want to turn turn games into a screeching halt. Um, Chris Paul is perfect for that. You know, that's what he does best. Um, at least at this stage of his career, um, it's going to be a matter of which team can set the the tempo of the game game right because we know milwaukee wants to get out they want to get out and run because they're better in open floor that's when they, they get, get everybody out and running dude uh, every team falls into their mm-hmm. trap it's just a matter of whether they fucking set a franchise record from threes 
And that's what's scary, dude, because Chris Paul can shoot the three. Devin Booker can shoot the three. Michael Bridges can shoot the three. Cam Johnson can shoot the three. DeAndre Ayton can shoot the three. They got five guys in their starting lineup that can shoot the three. And that's Milwaukee's fucking Achilles heel, or it has been. I mean, they said they they give up franchise records to the New York Knicks, New Orleans Pelicans, and the fucking Charlotte Hornets for number uh, number threes set in a game. And Utah Jazz on the road, twenty three threes made. So they're giving up almost fifteen threes a game, but. Then against a team like the Nuggets, another good three-point shooting team, they kind of shut them down from three. You know, mm-hmm. Nuggets only shot like 27% from three in that game. And they've been better of late. I mean, they're coming off a five-game win streak, I think, or three-game, four-game win streak. Yeah. yeah, they've been hot. I mean, but both teams have. Really, if you look at it, like Phoenix has won six their last seven. Uh, Milwaukee's won their last five in a row. So you got two teams coming in playing good ball right now. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game, man. Yeah, I, you know, like the the four points. I mean, I feel like that's a lot, dude. Like if if they if this line moves like three and a half, I feel like you got. I would hammer Milwaukee, but if it stays at four or even goes to four and a half, then you got to hammer Phoenix. Like four seems like that magic number for this game. Um. I feel like they yeah. Vegas has it like right on the head. Like that's what the difference is going to be, you know. No, I I agree a hundred percent. Like this line is it's a terrible line. Yeah. Plus, I could see I could see Milwaukee going out there and laying an egg. To be honest, like I wouldn't even right. be shocked. I would not be <laughs> shocked, dude. Yeah. In Phoenix, yeah, in the midst of a fucking another, they've been on the road. I feel like for like the last month, dude. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's true. It's been insane, the last, dude. Is this their last game before they go back home? Um, no, I think they have a couple more games. But I mean, they were on the road. They went on the road against uh, Toronto. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Toronto, the Pelicans, Charlotte. Then they were at home against Portland. Then they went, or then they were at home against Indy. Then they went on the road to Cleveland for two games. Then to Denver. So I mean, they've been on the road since February fifth. Yeah, a week yeah and a half, gotta, I mean, they go to Cleveland, like east, like middle eastish, you know, over to the west coast now, from Denver down. I don't know. So you've been away be from long... home for like a week and a half. Right. Yeah, I mean, like I think the Milwaukee Lane and Egg is definitely more of a possibility, especially if Holiday doesn't play, um, than it is not you know what i mean yep i like that and then if if that's the case though if they're laying and if they lay that egg dude then you gotta i feel like the under like you mentioned earlier has got to be the play because if they're not getting 100 phoenix is only going to get 105 like they're not going to try to push the ball if milwaukee's missing so um yeah yeah agree 100 agree dude all right, so let's let's wrap it up. Or let, before we wrap it up, let's talk about hockey real quick. Cool. So I know you like the hockey bit. Yeah, there's really only one game. I mean, there's only two games on Wednesday to start. Um, but the one of the one game I'm looking at that I actually like is uh, the Bruins versus the Rangers. Um, you got the Bruins at minus 155. 
the over under sitting at five and a half. Um, I definitely like the under in this game. Uh, the Rangers offense has been putrid. Um, that's not nothing to write home about basically. Um, but I mean, has been, has been playing a little bit better. Yeah. They've been playing a little bit better the last, uh, I think last four, but I mean, they just got shut out by the Islanders. Um, you know, they had wins against Pittsburgh and then they lost to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh's not very good either. Um, so their goals scored is actually kind of inflated because they did get to face Pittsburgh is one of the worst uh, goaltenders slash defenses in the league. But what I'm looking at for this game is not so much betting it beforehand. Um, I'm actually looking at this uh, betting it as like a live bet. Um, Why is that? Because if you have... Boston is the one of the best third period teams in the in the NHL. They're averaging almost two goals a game in the third period. It's like one and a half uh, goals a game in the third period. So if you have a game that's close, whether it's like uh, let's say it's like one to one, uh, one nothing. Let's say the Rangers are winning one nothing. I would hammer the live bet on Boston going into the third period because they're going to dominate the Rangers in that third period. You got the Rangers who are only scoring about half a goal in the third, so they're not scoring much in the third period. Boston, again, like I said, one of the strongest teams in the third. Um, and defensively, they're giving up less than a goal a game in the third period. So, uh, yeah, I would watch this. Like, watch the. You don't have to actually watch the game, obviously. You can, everyone's got a smartphone now. But uh, watch <laughs> to see what the score is as you're getting close to that third period. If you're, oh, you want to watch it to see what's going on. Yeah, but I mean, Boston should dominate that third period, right? You know, so uh, if you have a one goal game, like whether it's uh, Boston, and if, even if it's tied, you're going to get good odds in that way, too. Uh, I'd be hammering this game as a live bet and go into that third period. Nice, man. I like it. Yep. I don't have much to refute you because, I mean, both these teams combined barely average over five goals a game. So right. the over-under is five and a half. I'll probably take the uh, under there. Plus, I know fucking neither of these teams are very great scoring goals. Right. Yeah, we'll just, just put it this way. Boston, one of the better teams in the league. The Rangers are a New York team, and they fucking stink. <laughs> they, got, <laughs> they got Lafayette, though, or whatever. Yeah, the I mean, Fanier, whatever I mean, his name is. I feel like the Rangers always have like one or two good players, and like the rest of the team just sucks. Like, so they just can never really get anything really momentum wise. You know, not since like what it was like three, four years ago when they were always in the playoffs, can never close the finish the deal. Yeah, all right. Well, there it is. Let's uh, let's let's recap real quick. Let's make a let's make a best bet, Eddie. All right, we got a best bet here. Yeah. All right. So if I'm going to make a best bet, like something I'm putting three units on, um, I think my three-unit bet out of what we talked about today is going to be that Charlotte-Memphis over at 226. All right. I like it. I would honestly put my best bet as the Milwaukee Bucks, Phoenix Suns under anything under 220, 221 and a half. Nice. I like that. Yeah, I mean, like you said – if they shit the bed, like it kind of points to it. I think that's that's easy money. I just feel this is a total like schedule loss, dude. This is like one of those games where like a team from the East Coast is just gonna lay a fucking egg, dude. 
Yeah. It happens, dude. Look at the Nets tonight against fucking the Pistons. Right. I mean, and that's just fucking legs on against shitty teams, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for catching us once again. This is my partner in crime, Mister Steady Eddie. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, I am Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lads, you can catch us every week on APR. Uh, launches every Thursday. Catch us every week on here on Square Sharks Tuesday. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday, Saturday, we usually release a show. We're here every week giving you some best bets, trying to, you know, throw some knowledge. And I think we did that this week. You know, you, you made me realize some things as well. Kind of going over some bets. If you guys have any games you want us to go over, let us know. Hit us up on uh, Twitter. You can get him yeah. at Eddie TSP. Get me at Jordan Rules TSP. We'll take your request. We will literally go over the games y'all want us to go over. Let us know. Hit us up. Yep. Catch us on taproomsportspodcast.com. Catch us on APR every Thursday. We out. Catch us on tap, uh, Pints of Love also. This yeah, don't forget Pints of Love, dude. That's the big one. Pints of Love live, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Sunday, we'll be on there. Uh, Chris Ransom from Draft Utopia will be joining us. We'll be talking some NFL draft talk. We out. Whatever I say so whoa. I ain't talking to you broke bitches I got money now All a nigga understand is Since that check came in Everybody talking like a nigga Acting funny now That don't matter